You are listening to the Collective Church Podcast. Collective is a church for the rest of us, which means if you've never been to church, walked away from the church, or are struggling to find a church to connect with, you belong here. There are going to be a lot of great things going on this summer at Collective, so make sure you are following us on social media at My Collective Church to stay in the loop. Now let's get into Sunday's message. So I do feel the need to say this. Adults, you can also go on the moon bounce if you want. Uh, it's rated for kids and up. Just be careful. Uh, my first church experience, I was on a moon bounce and I got stitches in my head. Uh, it made me love the Lord more. I don't know. Uh, but I'm here, so I guess it turned out OK. But adults, if you want to, it's second service, so there are no rules after this service. You can jump on the moon bounce if you want. Um, like, like CT said, today is the last day of our All In series. Um, and I know that some of you are relieved. Uh, If you are new to Collective or you've missed the past few Sundays, let me catch you up. The book of Acts in the New Testament of the Bible is all about the history of how the church started. And as you read through that story, one thing you will see is that the church didn't really start growing or make an impact until the people got uncomfortable. And so that's what I've been trying to do over the past few weeks, make us uncomfortable by challenging all of us to take next steps so we can grow in our faith, in our church, and in our community. And the reason we're doing this series is because we want as many people as possible to experience the good news of Jesus. The truth is that we sin. We walk out of alignment with what God wants for our life, and that creates a debt with God that we can't pay. It separates us from God. And because of that, God sent his son Jesus to pay that price for us by living a perfect life, dying on a cross, and resurrecting from the dead. And so when we put our faith in him, instead of getting the punishment we deserve, we get grace. So if you are not a follower of Jesus, and you're here today because you're celebrating a family member or a friend who's dedicating, or you saw a Kona ice truck and you wandered in, this is the thing that we want you to know more than anything else. God knows how lost and broken we are, but he loves us unconditionally. And he wants nothing more than to be in a relationship with us, and he is willing to give up everything to make that happen. That is the good news. And while we've been talking about how taking next steps in our faith creates space for other people to experience this good news, we are closing out this series today by focusing on how these next steps impact the kids and students who are growing up here at Collective. Because we want Collective to be a place where kids hear about the good news of Jesus, where it's not just about our faith, and our growth and our next steps, but creating space for kids to learn and grow in their faith as well. And this matters so much right now. For more than a decade, public health expert Tyler Vanderweel and his team at Harvard tracked the development of tens of thousands of kids as they transitioned from early childhood into adulthood. And the study focused on the social, physical, and mental health trends, as well as healthy and unhealthy behaviors, such as substance abuse, anxiety and depression, community engagement, and sexual activity. And when Vanderwill and his team started this study, their goal was to essentially find out what type of schooling was best for kids and what type of education would lead to healthier adults. And so what they did was they compared kids who went to public schools, private schools, Christian schools, and kids who are homeschooled. And what they found was incredible. In comparing key health indicators, the researchers found little difference between the long-term well-being of adolescents based on what type of school they attended. 
There was actually no discernible difference. So ultimately, the study was a complete waste of time. Even Vanderwill said, we didn't go in having any clear expectations, but we certainly didn't expect to find basically nothing, which is what we found. But check this out. Vanderwill and his team didn't waste a decade of research because they did find that kids who regularly attended church growing up were less likely to struggle with the big three dangers of adolescence, depression, substance abuse, and premature sexual activity. They also found that the adults who attended church as children were more likely to grow up happy, to be more forgiving, to have a sense of mission and purpose, and to volunteer more. And that children who grew up in the church and kept their faith as adults had a 30% decrease in all-cause mortality, a 30% decrease in incidence of depression, and a five-fold reduction in suicides. Vanderbilt went on to say that regardless of school type, it is more beneficial to go to church both as an adolescent and as an adult. In other words, it is more important that kids attend church on Sundays than what type of school they go to. Another study I recently read from the CDC said there is a mental health crisis in our students right now. It's worse than it's ever been, and it's just trending down. And I don't personally think it is a coincidence that as church involvement goes down and each new generation becomes the least church generation in history, that mental health struggles go up and addictions go up and suicides go up and divorces go up. So with all of this in mind, today is a huge day for the future of our church. It is Next Step Sunday. Next Step Sunday is when our fifth graders graduate out of Collective Kids and into what we call the Youth Collective. It's when they can actually start serving on a team on Sunday mornings and attending a small group during the week that's just for middle schoolers and high schoolers. It's also the Sunday where our rising kindergartners get to move in their K through fifth classrooms for the first time. We are also having a child dedication today. In just a few moments, a group of parents who have chosen to participate will get up on stage in front of you all, which is terrifying, and commit to raising their kids to know and love Jesus. And they will ask you, their church community, to walk alongside them in this. And if that wasn't enough to round it all out, today is also the special all-in offering where we are asking people who call Collective their church home to give boldly and generously above their regular giving so we can expand into the 6,000 square feet next door so we can have a bigger and better and more intentional collective kids space. So we can have access to more parking and more room for future growth in this auditorium and a dedicated space for our youth collective. So to say that today is a big day would ultimately be an understatement. This is a top five day in the history of our church. When I started going to church when I was in middle school, one of the first Bible verses I ever memorized was 1 Timothy 4.12, and it says this, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Paul writes this to a guy named Timothy, who was a future leader in the church at the time. In fact, most scholars believe he was about 16 years old. And so two things I want to point out from what Paul says here. The first is this. This is just to our students. If you are a student who is in here right now, I want you to lean in and take this to heart. It doesn't matter how young you are. Your faith can be an example for others. You can be the example of what it looks like to follow Jesus in your communities, in your school. Instead of following trends in culture, you can live in a way that your friends follow your lead as you follow Christ. Students, you can also be the example in your family. You don't have to wait for your parents' permission to take a next step in your faith. 
to start reading your Bible, to start praying, to take a next step and get baptized, to invite your friends to church with you. Students, you can be the example. The second thing I want to point out is what Paul is doing is he's creating space for Timothy to have purpose and a future in the church. What he's doing is he's creating an environment where the younger generations matter, where they can grow into leaders, where they can shape the future. And that's what we want for collective. That's why we do collective kids and youth collective the way we do it here. In collective kids, we set up intentionally designed environments for birth through fifth graders to learn about faith in Jesus. They will worship. They do small groups where they discuss a Bible lesson that they're learning. They even have opportunities as they get older to start serving and helping in their rooms. And we do this so that pre-K through fifth graders can learn what it's like to be involved in church. They can learn how to take next steps. They can learn how to grow in their faith. It's all specially designed just for them to hear the good news, make friends, and have fun. This is why every few months you'll hear me say that this environment, this room right here, is not the best place for your children. I don't think about your elementary age kids when writing sermons. Our band doesn't pick songs with preschoolers in mind. This room isn't the best place for your kids, for their faith, or for their community. Collective Kids is. And because kids are not an afterthought here, we invest our time and our skills and our energy and our resources so they can have the best space possible to learn about Jesus, which we know is life-changing. For our students, that's why we don't have separate church services for middle schoolers and high schoolers. We don't push them off to the side for a few years and wait till they become adults before we start valuing who they are and what they can bring to a church community. We want our students worshiping in these seats and learning and serving next to adults. Tom Rainer wrote in his book, Essential Church, that students are 60% more likely to stick with church and faith as adults if they are part of a church where they can rub shoulders with adults who are living out their faith in Jesus. For teenagers, it isn't about programs. It isn't about just pushing them off to the side and keeping them busy. It's about relationships. It's about creating environments where kids can grow and thrive in their faith. And that's what we're trying to do in this church. A little over a month ago, I experienced something that I'd never experienced before at Collective. Um, I actually checked my kids into Collective Kids solo. Uh, it took five years. I finally did it. Uh, you can judge me for that. It's fine. Most Sundays, I'm getting ready to preach. And so my wife will check in the kids by herself. And there's even the occasional Sunday when I'm not preaching and she's not serving, where we'll check in the kids together. But this specific Sunday, Ray wasn't feeling well. And so it was all on me. And as I walked in, I used our church center app to check in my girls. And as the stickers printed out, Elise grabbed them and very confidently said, Dad, we've got this. Now, I'm mostly positive she thought I didn't have this, but also she's just a very confident seven-year-old. And so she grabbed the sticker. She took a sticker and put it on the front of her dress. And then she handed my three-year-old Harper her sticker, which she immediately took and placed on her butt and started laughing. Apparently, she does this every Sunday. Uh, Our pre-K people are incredible. Um, And then she handed me the sticker that I would need to turn in later to pick up the kids. But before I could put it in my pocket, they were gone. They were already sprinting down the hallway to their classrooms. By the time I caught up to them, Elise was sharing a story with Mr. Matt, and Harper was hugging Miss Alyssa. And I just stood there for a moment, realizing that my kids didn't need me. They they had this whole thing figured out. And I watched them as they spent time with their friends, surrounded by adults who adore them. And the overwhelming feeling was just how lucky my kids are. 
When starting Collective, I never imagined that my kids would love this church as much as they do. I never imagined that they would have people in their lives who aren't family, who genuinely love them and sacrifice their own time for them every single week. I never imagined that they would ask me on weekdays, is it church day yet? I never understood the impact that this church would have on my own kids. And I can say confidently as a parent, not as a pastor, but as a parent, that my kids' lives are better because of this church. And I know I'm not the only parent who feels that way. And so as we close out this series today, there's one more challenge, right? There's always gonna be one more challenge. And so I wanna talk to those of you who call Collective your church home. And I know uh, if you're new, you don't need to worry about this, right? You can just ignore this challenge right here. Um, But if this is your church home, right, this is why we go all in. This is why it matters that we lean into the discomfort and we take next steps in our faith so that we can create space for other people to hear the good news. There are over 100 kids and counting that go to this church and their futures depend on it. Their spiritual health, their mental health, their physical health depends on us in this room to create that space for them. And when we go all in, They feel the impact of that. Right now, we're going to transition into our child dedication. And Bethany Pennington, our collective kids director, is going to share a little bit more about why days like today matter so much. Let's give it up for Bethany. Hey, Collective. Um, I'm Bethany Pennington, the staff director of Collective Kids. And as the kids director, I don't think you'd be surprised to hear that this is not my most comfortable place to communicate from on a Sunday morning. Uh, Leading my team in a circle up, waving to families in the parking lot, greeting kids at check-in, those are my sweet spots. But despite my discomfort with being on stage, I do have to admit, I'm really excited to be here today because I love getting to share with you all what a day like today is all about and why it matters so much. So I'll start with what it is. As you know by now, today is Next Step Sunday. And although the parking lot is set up with bounce houses and Kona ice, next steps really are for everyone. At Collective, our team works really hard to create intentional space for people, adults and kids alike, to find community, to get to know Jesus, to grow in their faith, and to take next steps. Like joining the team and serving on Sunday mornings, sharing a prayer request with your collective community, making a commitment to be here more often, Finally asking that question about God that you've really been wrestling with. Checking the box and beginning a conversation about baptism. These are all next steps. Steps that you're taking that indicate there is movement happening in your faith. Decisions, growth, transformation, and best of all, true life change because of a life with Jesus. And whether you're an adult here in this space or a student in Collective Kids, movement and growth in your faith should be celebrated. It should be honored and seen as a pivotal moment in your story. So a day like today can really be a celebration for everyone. But for this moment right now, there's one specific next step being taken today that I'd really love to share with you. Today, 10 of our families here at Collective have made the decision to participate in this year's child dedication, five of which joined me on stage in the previous service and five joining me now. We make a point of creating and sharing this moment with you so that you can not only celebrate with them and witness their commitments, but so you can be encouraged as you continue to wrestle with your own steps and see what comes next for you. Which brings me to why a day like today matters. 
Why does today, the decisions being made today and the steps being taken today, why does it all matter? Let's go back briefly uh, to December of 2020. You all know the year I'm talking about. My husband Chris and I had just had our second child. Renovations here at the building were wrapping up. Collective was preparing for Christmas online. And on one not-so-cold December day, our family hopped in the car and headed this way so that Chris could install the lettering over the Collective Church and the Collective Kids' entryways. As Chris worked, my daughter Posey and I had a picnic on the front sidewalk, and her baby brother slept peacefully beside us. I will never forget that day. As Chris was finishing up the lettering over the Collective Kids' doorway, I remember thinking, this is it. This, so many memories are going to begin right here. This is where my kids are going to find community. This is where my kids are going to get to know Jesus. This is where they'll grow in their faith, take next steps, and claim their faith as their own. I was so excited and so proud for my family to be a part of something so special. But then two thoughts popped into my mind. One, as much as I love collective kids, and I know it's a valuable community for my kids to be a part of, their growth has to push beyond the walls of this church. And two, their growth and their next steps, those really aren't decisions that I get to make. And so just before we snapped a photo to catch the moment, uh, I pulled them close and I simply told them, as I smiled and probably choked back a million tears, this is the beginning of something really special and mommy can't, see, can't wait to see what happens next. And so here we are about a year and a half later and over the past several Sundays of our All In series, we've been challenged as a church community to get uncomfortable and make a decision to jump all in when it comes to our faith. But that jump has to be yours. I say that, and suddenly those memories of that weirdly warm December day, just outside of these doors, they all come flooding back. At Collective, one of the values that we frequently point back to is own your growth. This means that as an adult, you have to choose whether or not you'll get uncomfortable. You have to take responsibility for growing your faith. You have to take ownership of what comes next in your faith. It's not something that anyone can do or decide for you. And really, much like the reminder I gave myself back in 2020, when it comes to our kids, it's really no different. It's true, in Collective Kids, our Sunday mornings are designed to share truths from the Bible, introduce Jesus, and invite them to get to know him more and more with every week that they're with us. We partner with parents to lay the groundwork for their kids' faith, the foundation on which they will one day choose to build their faith upon or not. As I mentioned before, today is Next Step Sunday, which also means for our rising sixth graders and collective kids, this will be their final Sunday back with us, back with their elementary school peers. Beginning next week, they'll be here in this room participating in worship with all of you. It's a big day and a big milestone to celebrate, but my goodness, what a reminder that the time with our kids is limited. From birth to age 18, there are 936 weeks and with every week that passes, more and more of the control and the responsibility and the choices are passed from parent to child. So parents, over time, it'll be up to our kids to love others and serve others over themselves. It'll be up to them to search for truth in the Bible when they're in need of answers. It'll be up to them to trust God when they're hurting or when life gets hard. It'll be up to them to do the right thing when everyone else is doing the opposite. It'll be up to them to follow Jesus, and it will be up to them to claim the life change that he has to offer. Those choices, they won't always be easy, but they will belong to them. Their all-in jump 
It will be theirs to claim. So what do we do? What do we, as mom and dad, what do we do if these decisions are not ours? What do we do when it comes to our kids' faith and their next steps? And I've thought about that a lot over the last year and a half since my picnic with Posey and her first introduction to collective kids here at Pegasus Court, since my own reminder that my kids' faith journeys go beyond these walls. What do we do? We make every moment with them count. We pray for them and we pray with them. We read our Bible together. We talk about God together and what he's doing around us. We encourage them to wonder and to ask questions about Jesus and their faith. We give them the space they need to wrestle with their faith and push back on their faith. We model what following Jesus looks like and we share with them what a life with Jesus looks like. Ultimately, we do all that we can to invite our kids to get to know Jesus while also releasing the control and the claim that we have on the decision to follow him. Proverbs 22.6 says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. And that is what today's child dedication is all about. It's a step that these parents are taking to commit to the work they have ahead of them, to teach, to guide, and to direct, while also inviting their kids to own their own growth. So today we have 10 families dedicating their children between our two services. And so far, in preparation for each one of the child dedications that we've done over collectives almost five years, we've asked participating parents to think about the type of person that they pray their child or their children will grow up to become. It's a bit of a tradition at this point. You'll see the words that each family came up with on the screen as they're introduced, but here are just some of the responses that they gave me. Compassionate generous, considerate, strong, humble, bringer of joy, empathetic, courageous, faithful, steadfast, thoughtful, authentic, and a servant. Parents want so much for their kids. And through this next step, through their decision to be on stage today, these parents are taking that want for more and they're turning it into a commitment to really do more. Before sharing their commitments with you, I'd first like to introduce you to this service's participating parents and the kids that they're dedicating today. So today we have Jack and Ashley Sanger dedicating Jax and Avery Sanger. Yanni Santiago dedicating Ariana Santiago. Jake and Danielle Sexton dedicating Nora Sexton. CT and Rachel Thompson, dedicating McKenna Thompson. And Craig and Jerrica Washington, dedicating Caleb and Josiah Washington. Today, these parents have chosen to take their next step and stand in front of their church community to make a commitment. Here's what they said that they wanted to do for their kids, the challenge that they've chosen to accept when it comes to their kids' next steps. These parents are committing to raising their kids in such a way that creates space for them to get to know Jesus. They've committed to sharing with them the truth of the Bible. They've committed to engaging in faith conversations at home and on a regular basis. They've committed to encouraging their kids' spiritual development and the next steps in their faith. And finally, they've committed to modeling their own relationship with Jesus and what it looks like to follow him. So congratulations, parents, on your commitments. We're really proud of you and so proud of the decision that you've made to do what you can to make these moments with your kids count, 
to walk alongside them through their faith journey, supporting them, praying for them, and cheering them on. Collective, will you just encourage these parents right now and give them a round of applause? All right, so back to my initial question. Why does this all matter? Why does today, the decisions being made today and the steps being taken today, why does it all matter so much that we would create a special day around it? And outside of the changed lives that we pray will come out of these commitments, which is ultimately the most important thing, today is also a big deal because of you. The collective community, these parents' community, these kids' community, Growth and next steps, they have to be claimed by an individual, but the celebration and the encouragement and the support, that comes from you. One of the best parts of Collective is the community. So here's your part in all of this. Here's what our parents need from you, their Collective community. They need to know that you love their kids and that you will show them that Jesus is for their kids. They need to know that they have people to turn to when they face tricky conversations and difficult phases of their kids' lives. They need to know that you'll remind them to be here because Collective is a safe place for kids to experience grace and truth throughout every age and stage of life. However, they also need to know that you'll encourage them to have follow-up conversations throughout the week with what they've learned here on Sundays because those talks, those are just as, as important. And finally, they need to know that you're praying for them praying for wisdom as they parent their kids, praying for strength as they lead their kids, and praying for patience as they await their kids' next steps and their decisions to follow Jesus. Thank you for being a community that these parents can turn to, for being a community where they can find love and support and a place where they can find a true celebration of next steps. Let's pray. God, we love you, and we're grateful for a day like today when we get to celebrate the work you're doing in the lives of this community. We're honored to be a part of um, and celebrate the commitments that these parents are making today and the steps that they're choosing to take in trusting you. God, we pray for these kids, the people they'll grow to become, and the steps in their faith that they'll take along the way. We pray that they not only come to know you, but that they come to a decision of their own to one day choose to follow you. God, we ask for wisdom for these parents as they look to you for guidance and direction and patience as they allow their kids to take those steps on their own. And finally, God, we pray for this community as a whole, for the encouragement and the support that they offer one another, the challenge to grow that they offer one another, and the celebrations they share with one another. We pray for each one of them and the next steps being worked through right now. We ask all these things in your name. Amen.